0: Hey fam, hello, 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 hello. How are you all doing? I am praying you are doing well. You are staying blessed. Hallelujah, glory be to God. Um, Family, I just keep hearing, be still and know that I am God. And the Lord is telling me to tell someone, be still and know that I am God. Though the situation might not look how you expected to look humanly. Be still and know that He is God. Although you don't understand why, you can see that the outcome is so much quicker if you do it one way. The Lord is telling you be still and know that He is God. Because when you're being still, you can watch the Lord move, and He is showing you that He is God. But you gotta be still. If you're constantly moving, you can miss it. Because God moves in such a subtle way that if you don't pay attention, your blessings and your prayers are being answered, but it's not in a way that you could perceive it. You have to be still and see that he is God. Okay. <laughs> and um, I want to read Psalms 46, and it says. God is our refuge and strength. Always be ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God voice thunders and the earth melts. The earth, the Lord of heaven's army is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Hallelujah, glory be to God, because he is among us, family. He is among us. Come, see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Hallelujah. Let's look up the definition of a fortress. Let's say it together, family. It's power in that definition. A fortress is a military stronghold, especially a strong, fortified town, fit for a large garrison. A person or thing, not susceptible to outside influence or disturbance. Hallelujah! Your Lord is He. Is our God, He is around us. He is protecting His city you understand that family be still and know that he is god when times of calamity comes be still and know that he is god know that god shall supply all your needs know that he will never let any of his children down he will never leave his children nor forsake his children believe it even though you might see um like how it says in psalms 91 You might see. Let me let me say it right. So let's go to Psalms ninety-one, because I don't want um, (laughs) to mess it up. So let's go. Hold on, baby. It's verse seven. So psalm 91 sorry psalm 91 verse 7 Though a thousand fall at your side though 10,000 are dying around you these evils will not touch you hallelujah you have to be still in the midst of calamity and know that he is god okay you have to know that these evils shall not touch you you have to believe it And you know what believing is? Knowing that God's word is true. That's how you believe in the Lord. Know that his word is true in the name of Jesus, okay? Know that his word will not come back to him void. Know that his word will produce fruit. Just be still and know that he is God. Don't move. Stay right there and know that he is God. Family, sit sit in a quiet place today. And think, really think about all your prayers and look at how God has answered them. Because sometimes, you know, if it's not done in the way that our human minds can imagine, we be like, God ain't answering us. But you can't. You can't be like that. You gotta, you have to trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings. Okay? That's scripture too. I'm gonna give you the verse. Hold on. That is uh, Proverbs 3. And let's just read the whole thing. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understandings. Hallelujah. Because listen, God moves, He's He is God is He's beyond a genius. But genius is the only word I can think of. He is beyond a genius. And he has a way of doing things that are good, perfect, and true and in this wicked world we have been conditioned to be like i have to see it just like this to believe it no be still and know that he is god trust in the lord with all your heart and don't lean on to what your own understandings is okay you have to ask the lord lord help me understand this let me see how how goodness how your goodness is let me see how faithful you have been to me it says Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Ask the Lord what his will is for you. Ask, ask him what your Lord is, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just on my car. I'm being nosy as um I'm just looking around talking to y'all. But um, like ask the Lord, Lord, what is your will in my life? And he will direct you, believe it. Believe it, believe even in the silence. Believe in the silence of the Lord. He's still giving you an answer. I know y'all hear my windshield wipers. I'm sorry. This verse says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing in your body and strength for your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with green and your vats will overflow with good wine. My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline, and don't be upset when he he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights family when the lord corrects you don't be like oh god he i'm going to hell no he corrects you because he loves you if he didn't correct you he let you go about your way you're in a world of trouble if the lord exposes the bad and the evil intent that could have been behind something that you did he's doing that because he's he loves you he's not doing it now listen because we can't make god angry i ain't saying we ain't we don't make god angry but i'm saying he corrects us because he loves us, that's our father. Think about you correcting your children or if you don't have children. think about if you correct like a younger child or if you have when you were corrected as a, as a young as a young person. You have to think about your parent or even you have the best interest for that child. It's your best interest, and you just want them to understand why you cannot do this. And that's the same thing God does. We forget that he is our father. Yes, we shall fear the Lord with all our heart, but he is our father. He wants us to have a high respect for him. Hold him at a high regard, okay? Because he's worthy of it. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom and the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver and her wages are better than gold wisdom is more precious than rubies nothing you can nothing you desire can compare with her she offers you a long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left she will guide you down the life of paths all her ways are satisfying wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her happier those who hold her tightly by wisdom the lord founded the earth by understanding he created the heavens By his knowledge, the deep fountains of the earth burst forth, and the dew settles beneath the night sky. My child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them, for they will refresh your soul. They are like jewels on a necklace. They keep you safe on your way, and your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. You need not to be afraid of sudden disaster, or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. For the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. Hallelujah. Family. The Lord, it's, it's, calamity is coming. And if you open your eyes, you can already see the calamity that's coming to the earth. And um, I was in prayer like um a, a day or two ago. Because um, it was just it was just another person that I love to listen to. And she had a warning. And I asked the Lord. Because, you know, we always have to test the Spirit by the Spirit. And I said, Lord, is it really a storm coming? Because that's what she said. And he told me that this pandemic that's coming is far worse than the first one. And I'm not saying, because the Lord wasn't saying it like, oh, it's the virus. Like, no, whatever this pandemic is. Is far worse than what we have already seen the first time. I don't know if it's the virus. I don't know. The Lord only gives me a piece. You go seek the Lord and you ask Him for yourself if calamity is on the earth. Okay? But He wants His children not to be afraid. Excuse me. He does not want you to be afraid of the sudden disasters that's coming. He wants you to trust him. This is a call on trusting the Lord. This is the call for asking for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. This is that call right here. Because this is not a time to be lukewarm. This is not a time to be plain. This is a time to be seeking the Lord in all that you do. This is the time to let the Lord purify you. Because when 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 judgment hits the earth, it's not going to be a good thing. Hey okay, family it's not time to be lukewarm. It's not time to be like okay I, I read a, a verse today i now let me go let me go do everything else that I like to do no it's time to seek the Lord with all your heart all your soul and all your might and all your being. the Lord is the only thing that can keep you in this time. He is the only thing that will be able to bring you peace at this time. You have to be still at this moment and know that he is God at this moment. Okay, family? Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor, now don't say, come back tomorrow, then I'll help you. Don't plot harm against your neighbor, for those who live nearby trust you. Don't pick a fight without reason, when no one has done you harm. Don't envy violent people or copy their ways. Such wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but he offers his friendship to the godly. The Lord curses the house of the wicked, but blesses the home of the upright. The Lord mocks the mockers, but is is gracious to the humble. The wise inherit honor. For fools are put to shame. Family, ask your, your gracious God for wisdom. Ask your gracious God for knowledge. Ask your gracious God for wisdom and understanding. Because in these times, the Lord has been confirming to me. And he's been showing me. And he's been telling me. That these are the times that we have to take shelter in him. You should always take shelter in the Lord. Now, I ain't saying you shouldn't be taking shelter in the Lord 24-7. But I'm saying that this is not the time to be lukewarm taking shelter when when it fits. Altering scriptures to fit what your agenda is. It's not time for that. It's time to go to the Lord with an open heart and saying, Lord, I want your truth. I don't want what I think is the truth. I want your truth, Lord. I need you to lead me. Because, family, he has been confirming to me, okay, that it's going to be a calamity, okay? It's about to be calamity. And if you open your eyes, you shall see it. Turn on the news and you shall see it. Go on YouTube and type in, like, the different things that's going on into the world, in the world. Read Matthew 24, okay? (laughs) Do those things, family, because this is not a time to be playing with God, okay? This is not a time. This is a time where you have to pick the side that you're on, and I pray that this is the side of God. I pray that you are on the side of Jesus Christ because, listen, it's a good and, it's gonna be a good and terrible day of the Lord it's gonna be a good and terrible day. I hear the Lord speaking he just wants his children to come home you know like on the in the prodigal son when Jesus told the parable of the prodigal son. And he went off and he blew his inheritance and then he um started working for for um he was taking care of pigs, I believe. He was like working like on a farm. But his dad was like royalty and he got all the way down into that pit. That that pit and he was sitting there and he was like, I've had it better at my father's house. Even the help is good. Even the help is taken care of, you know? And The Lord is saying, okay, he wants me to read the prodigal son, hold on, okay, let's go to Luke 15. Starting at verse 11. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money and wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the higher servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a higher servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him, get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. And family, like you see how the Lord this is this is symbolizing a Lord the Lord in a prodigal situation. With love and compassion, he brought his son back to him. He was like listen, I don't, I don't care about all that, I love you, I want to, I want to, let's cook the fat and care for you, let's do what we have to do, and celebrate, because my son is here, first he was lost, but now he is found, and the Lord feels about that, like that, about his children, In the time of calamity, he, he, you see how the son was on the verge of starving, he was on the verge of starving. And then he went back to his father's house. And his father cooked him the fat and calf and gave him a celebration. That's how the Lord is with his children, with the compassion. We could be out here. You might not be starving with your fleshly, but you could be starving spiritually. And God is there waiting to fill you up with his bread and his water. Yes, like family, it doesn't matter what you used to do or how you used to be or what you used to say. It's about loving the Lord with all your heart and leaning not on your own understanding. It's about being still and knowing that he is God, family. You know, we have all did things to fall short to the glory of God. But that in those times, it shows you God's goodness. You know, who who? how can somebody how can you really say somebody love you if everything is good? But if somebody can love you despite your flaws? If they can love you even when you are in complete ruins, that's true love. I don't want somebody just to love me because everything is going good. I, I want somebody that can love me through thick and thin. And that's the love that God has shown me. God has shown me that even in my ugliest moments, He loves me. And knows why that's what makes those important moments so those those um, those moments where you were in sin. Those are the lessons that you can learn that are so important. That although I did so much, God still loves me. Don't don't beat yourself up because the Lord doesn't do that. He does not beat you up. There's no condemnation in your father's house. He just wants you to love him. That's all he wants. He wants you to love him. How do you think? Ask yourself this, right? Why do you think the Lord said, it's not good for men to be alone? Right? You ever think about that? Like, have we ever thought about, why did he say it's not good for men to be alone? Because we also always naturally go right to us. Like, oh, yeah, he meant that for us. But in the beginning, you see, as he was creating the earth, he was creating the earth, and he was alone. Don't you think that he was talking about that for himself, too? It's not good for man to be alone. You see, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was praying, and he was praying, he kept on going to Peter and them. He was waking them up. Can you just pray with me for a moment? We see right there, he didn't want to be alone. He wants to walk this walk with you. He wants to show you how he created the heavens and the earth by the by the word of his command. That's what he wants to show you. He wants to show you how good he is, how rich he is in grace and mercy. Let him show you. Because God is good. He is so good. When I sit back and I think about how the Lord moves and how good he is, it makes it really bring me to tears for real, for real, because God is so good. He is the best thing I've ever experienced in my life. He is the thing I was waiting for. I looked all over and I couldn't find what God brought to me. And family, I want that for you because I know, I know someone under the sound of my voice, you just feel like you just lost. You feel like you don't know. You feel like nobody loves you. You feel like you can't find nobody to fill that void. You can't find nothing to fill that void. It's It's that piece of you that's missing and I'm telling you it's God it is God he did he said it's not good for men to be alone because we need him stop always going to the natural like okay yeah I need a man I need a woman I need a friend no it's not good for you to be alone without God it's not good you know Without God, you are nothing. You can accomplish the whole world. You can accomplish everything you've ever put on your to-do list. But all of that is meaningless the day you take your last breath. None of that gets to go with you. The only thing that lasts that's eternal is Jesus Christ. Know that he is God. Be still and know that he is God. It's times in such calamity where you can see that he is God. So I know y'all like, well, God is good. Well, why, why we gotta have calamity? Cause it's in those moments. It's in those moments that we can know he is God. How can we know that if we take shelter in him, that he will protect us unless times of calamity comes and we need to take shelter, How can we know that the weapons can form, but they shall not prosper if the weapons don't form? How can we know that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us if we don't need times to be strengthened? You know, family? Just be still and know that he is God. Love your creator. Be formed by your creator. Seek him first and everything else will be added on to you. Okay? Okay? is there anything else you want me to say? Hold on. Okay, let's go to Matthew twenty six. I'm sorry, family. That was a long pause, but the Lord was talking. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry because I just realized how long a pause that was. I'm so sorry. Um, this is he, he told me to go to Matthew twenty six, and this is verse thirty six. And Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, stay here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John. He became anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done and not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them sleep. He said, Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watching, pray, so you will not give in to temptation. For For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Hallelujah. Family, we already, I know we already did a word on this. But for real, for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. You need God. His spirit is willing through those times because your body is weak. Hallelujah. What is your body without the spirit? We we, we miss it. You know, because sometimes when people pass away, we see a body there. But we can see that right there. That body is there. But what is it without the spirit? You have to remember that. In times of calamity, my body is weak, but I need the spirit. The spirit is willing. Think about that. God shows us his, Himself all the time. He shows us that the body is weak, but the spirit is willing. Because what is missing when a person passes away? The spirit. You need the spirit to live. It's not about having food. It's not about having clothes. It's not about having phones. It's about the spirit of God. How I'm speaking to you today is through the spirit of God. If I didn't have the spirit of God, I would have nothing. And that's what God is showing us. If if we don't have him, we have nothing. We can lose food, water, clothes. We can lose all of that. But if we don't have God, if we don't have the spirit, we have nothing. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. <laughs> He's so good. Okay. Where is he? He's just saying, come to me. Just come to me. Hallelujah. The Lord is saying, come to me. That's all he is saying. He is saying, come to me. Family, we're going to say this together. (laughs) i love you but most importantly jesus loves you i love you fam okay and jesus loves you okay if he did not love you why would he say come to me come to me as you are says the lord come to me as you are he loves you right now. He doesn't have to fall in love with you. He already loves you now. You know what kind of love that is? That has all of somebody's hair's number? That's love. That's a bug. Hold on, yo. It's a bug. Jesus. <laughs> I'm really calm because the Lord is my refuge, okay? But it's a... Uh, I told you I was in my car and I just need the bug. But get thee behind me satan uh (laughs) just remember that okay family come to the lord as you are he loves you right now okay he loves you flaws and all all right but i'm going to be going because i'm about to pull off out this parking lot it's just family be still and know that he is god okay Hi bye